What up, y'all? Welcome to episode seven of the podcast. Today, I have Miss Natalia Rosas on, and she describes what it was like to work at Chaos. She also talks about being young and 21 and trying to get into the club, as well as getting a lucky break and getting out at the right time. Uh, I kind of stopped everything and asked her what the fuck happened with Chaos, because that was like a big deal at the time when it came out. So um, she gives a good, I kind of blindsided her. But she does a good job and still think it's pretty funny. So, hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget to rate, comment, share, subscribe. Just let's talk about it. <laughs> Let me know what you think. I really appreciate it. Uh, catch me on Instagram at stripped.lasvegas. All right, y'all. No more from me. Hope you enjoy. Bye. Natalia Rosas. Rosas, there you are. So how are you? How goes it? I'm good. Getting kind of losing my mind a little bit in the quarantine, but it's all good. I think I've cleaned my house like 17 times. <laughs> Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from San Diego. Uh, my family and I moved to Vegas right before my freshman year in high school. And then I was in Vegas ever since. And then I just moved to LA last year. After I uh, kind of lost my job and I <laughs> just wanted kinda to Kind of lost my... your job. Well, kind of got laid off a little bit, but it's it's cool. I mean, I, I had the plan to move here anyway. From coronavirus? No, no, no. Um, from from chaos. The palms. Yeah. Those yeah. bastards. <laughs> yeah, it happened. You know, it was, it was, I mean, it was rough when when we first got the news, but I think that was like the final kick like that I needed. To kind of just like pursue LA like full time, like we you know nothing else was keeping me there. My, I didn't have a job anymore, so I was like, oh. Yeah, and it was at the middle towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely bad timing. So, I know I have a bunch of fucking questions to ask you, but I kind of want to know about this now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, cause chaos. I almost worked there. Yeah, you told me. That's crazy. Background, uh, drug test, final interview. And then three months later, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, I'll tell you that, because it was a roller coaster for us who, us chosen people, you know? It was, it was the a, chosen few. The chosen few. Actually, it was, it was a lot of us. It was so many people. I know. Everybody was leaving the venues I had known them from to go over there. Yeah. It was definitely, was definitely causing a ruckus in the city, but. It lasted eight months. Yeah, eight months. <laughs> you worked there from from start to end. Yeah, start to end. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Now looking back, like it's it sounds super like corny or whatever, but like it was a fun experience. I think for myself because I I had always been the new girl. I used to work at I, my first job was Dre's, and then my second was Light. So I was always the young, you know, the new girl. Everybody kind of treated like, oh, well, you're the new girl. So kind of opening a venue with all these other people and we're all starting at the same level kind of was cool and it was kind of a bonding experience for us like we all we all just like it was just a roller coaster like it definitely was we had like some cool talent we have the best talent in my opinion in the city but like mm, that's debatable okay well okay yeah i i mean maybe i'm biased because i love my latin culture there I, we go go ahead and tell the people 
Because, you know, I'm not going to associate because I was definitely partying at other venues. Um, yeah, did you hear how many R's I had to say? Rosas. You're like, oh my gosh, we're the best talent in the city. It's J Balvin and Osuna. Yeah, exactly. We had cards. Or it was. Listen. It was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. How was it working there? Like on busy nights or mm-hmm. big nights for those big names? Was it really crazy? Oh, yeah. I mean, the crowds were crazy. We were packed. I remember, you know, there was countless times where we just, we reached capacity, which I thought it was fun. Like, I love, I love seeing that and I love being part of the party, so it doesn't bother me. Um, but yeah, it was, we had a lot of fun. Besides, like, all the stuff that ended up happening behind the scenes, it was, like, really cool. And I think it was kind of, it's kind of cool to be part of, in some kind of form, like, Vegas nightlife history. Because, you know, who, who does that? Who opens for eight months and then just, oh, just kidding, closing. <laughs> you know, it's... There goes half a billion dollars. Yeah, like, it's definitely, it's definitely cool. Yeah, you got your spot in the history books. Oh, yeah, you know, I'll be looking for my name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep up with anybody from there? Oh, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I met a lot of really cool people, so it was, I mean, it worked for something. Uh, were you nightclub or day club? Nightclub. So you like nightlife or daylife? Nightlife. I really? Prefer, yeah, I mean, I mean, I love the pool. I mean, I love partying at the pool. <laughs> so, and not working? Um, I never really, I never worked the pools, like, during the day. We had a uh, night swim at Chaos, so I've worked the pool, but it's not, like, you know yeah it's a different yeah um but i i mean the reason i did that is because i i model full-time so i wanted to keep my days open for like my modeling gigs and stuff like that to kind of do both got you yeah have you ever been seasonal anywhere or it's all full-time like once you get hired you're pretty much on the staff year-round yeah pretty much that's the experience that i've had i've never been seasonal anywhere which i'm grateful for because i i didn't realize once i was in the industry that that's actually like a big deal Oh, it's huge. It's some people will enter nightlife just because you don't have to audition every year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that definitely made me comfortable. So you haven't really had an off season? Uh, no. Since you've been 21. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, off season in the club, it's like, it's definitely a real brutal thing. I think like my first slow season, I didn't I thought people were exaggerating when they would talk about slow season in Vegas. I thought it was just like, you know, an exaggeration. But like, I remember my first winter, I was like, how the hell am I going to survive? Like, we, I was just making bank last week, you know, and you want to tell me that we have four reservations. It's literally black <laughs> and white, you know? Yeah. One week, it's packed. And then you won't see anybody for months. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think that after my first winter, I was like, oh, okay, got to got to figure out some kind of hustle but i mean my modeling money definitely definitely helped me out yeah me too totally <laughs> they uh cast me a lot for man in the woods oh yeah yep <laughs> get residuals for this beard dude that's how you gotta do it it's a hustle <laughs> uh how did you get into nightlife um well i actually i almost kind of snuck my way in if you want me to be honest so i i was i do <laughs> so I was working as a cashier at Dre's when I was like 19, 20 ish. Mm-hmm. And I think like right before my 21st birthday, like the, the couple weeks before my 21st birthday, I would get all kinds of dolled up before work for no reason. Just to show them, hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I'm about to be in the game. I'm about to be in there. Put me in. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of how I got my way into the club because that's. Yeah, it's harder to get into, like, night 
like in the nightlife than it is well actually no it, i think it's all kind of hard if i'm gonna be honest but i mean that's... it all is hard but it's it's less every year you know that there's going to be castings for the day club yeah I don't know that they do that for the night, every single nightclub. I mean, because they're not losing their staff every year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's that's how I kind of got my foot in the door. And then, yeah, it worked out. I got my interview, started at Dre's. They gave you a shot? Yeah, it was pretty simple. I mean, it was it was weird because, like, that was Dre was my first job ever, period, like, working as a cashier. So, oh, wow. Yeah, because I, you know, had my career that was, like, holding me up. But, like, I wanted to – I wanted the – the secure money you know i wanted to you know i was like shit i'm living in vegas like this is this is an opportunity exactly to make great <clears throat> if money. you're out there you might as well it's like living in la i mean it's an expensive place to live if you're not trying to do the stuff that la is known for yeah vegas is too damn hot unless you're working on the strip yeah that's another thing that kind of veered me away from the pools from the like heat. really trying at the pools I don't know if I can take the heat. I really don't. Like, working outside, that's, that desert sun is extra special. Like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> like, even when I'm partying at the pool, I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> like a couple hours. We about to die. <laughs> like, I'm, like, in an oven, you know? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite place to kick it at? Ooh, favorite place to kick it at? I mean, my favorite place to kick it at is not even, like, this <laughs> crazy clip. Blue Martini is my hands-down favorite <laughs> ever. You, you are the most Latin person. <laughs> Who goes to Las Vegas and their favorite place is Latin nights at Blue Martini? Dude, let me tell you. They get down at Blue, okay? No, but I... <laughs> no, I do. I love every single night swim. Yeah, they're all... Everybody yeah. that has one does a really good job. Yeah. It's just fun. I love Dre's night swim. Like, it has a beautiful view. Um, EBC at night, can't go wrong. Like, I think it's just... Every night swim that I go to is, like, always so fun. That's, like, my perfect vibe. Um, when you got to be a waitress, was it, like, was there a learning curve for you? Or did you know what was going to happen because you were a cashier first? Um, I honestly, I don't really think I knew what to expect. I obviously knew how much money was moved, you know, in the club. Like, you know, people go there, spend a bunch of money. The girls make a bunch of money. But do... I don't know if I understood kind of the science behind it, like how I have to contribute to the party and how I have to like sell my personality more than anything because people will spend more if they're having fun. And it's like, I think like I kind of learned to be more comfortable in myself, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. You get in there and you're like, okay, everybody's spending money. So obviously we're going to make money. But then after you're in the, on the inside, you realize that they only spend money because, like, you're part of that fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's such a – it's not, like – it's not just, like, a, a quick transaction is what I think I misunderstood. Not misunderstood. I just didn't experience it yet, you know? But, like, yeah. it's, it's a whole night of just somebody wants to have a good time in Vegas. And if, if I'm trying to make money, I got to hustle, but at the same time contribute to the experience because the – what people don't really, like – pay too much attention to is like a regular customer is so much more valuable than one guy who spends 10k in one night mm-hmm. if i have somebody like who regularly like comes in enjoys the environment has fun you know and spends his significant amount every time then that's yeah. valuable i don't know i just i just like meeting people i guess contributing to their experience 
Yeah, like making money. And that, <laughs> that comes hand in hand. <laughs> it's hand in hand. Hand in hand. Mm. That's a good way of putting it. Because how long have you been in the industry? Um, well, I'm turning 25 in like a month. So four years. Wow, you started right at tw- Oh, yeah, you said that. You started yeah. 21. Whew. Right at 21. I was like, well, what else am I going to do? <laughs> right in there. Right in there. Well, now I want to know a favorite moment for you. Or a worst moment, most embarrassing moment. I mean, I'll probably let me see if I can give you all three. But I, <laughs> uh, my my favorite moment ever, I think was meeting Snoop Dogg. I'm not. Hey. Yeah. So I like I was his waitress. He was um, performing at Light. Well, see the thing is, Snoop Dogg is like one of my top three favorite people in the world. Like I'm not really a I don't really fangirl over celebrities like that. Like you know they are humans just like us. I don't really like idolize people, but I just think. Snoop is so cool. Like, he can do whatever he wants. Like, he has a freaking, he has a residency at Dre's as Snoop Dogg. And then he has a, a residency at Light as Snoopadelic as a DJ. Like, he's so fucking cool. <laughs> like, Dang. He does whatever he wants. Um, but yeah, I met, like, meeting him, I guess. Um, That's cool. Yeah, he's so nice, too. Like, he's, he's as chill as, like, you would think that he'd be. I never met Snoop. Dude, he's fucking, he's so cool. Like, he's hes just a nice guy. And I think that's what makes somebody, like, I guess, like, a celebrity appealing is, like, when you meet them and it's like, oh, wow, you're actually really cool. You know, it's kind of like a cherry on top. A person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <but you laughs> who would have thought? You know, who would have thunk it? <laughs> um, a worst? I mean, there's there's been a few nights where, I mean, obviously, like, some people get drunk and just get handsy. And I've had one guy get like crazy handsy like to the point where like he like pinned me down like it was no way yeah like it was definitely like horrifying like i was like where uh this was at light but it got handled i mean security security kicked him out they handled it like immediately but it's just it's just some things that like you know i can't control the club can't control like some people just come in and are reckless and we just have to act accordingly at that point but like obviously that sucked. That was hysterical for like a minute. I think I had to go home early because I was not well. But yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, but it. I mean, I guess it comes with the territory. I've had way more good days than bad days. Like I met some. Really oh, for sure. Yeah, but that. All right. <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing. Oh, I have a bunch. <laughs> no, embarrassing. <laughs> Let me see. I think. Okay, so one of one of the more embarrassing things that I kind of did way too often, and I don't know if I just had bad Uh-oh. luck or like what, but like. When we would get on shoulders for like a presentation at light, I would always smack my head on the speaker. There's like these speakers, like Ooh. yeah, but like it was always I think I good like four or five times. Like I would just smack my head. <laughs> so like I got to the point where I was like, dude, if we're bringing out a bottle of Dom, I want to wear the helmet because I know how I get like <laughs> smacking my head on everything. Because <laughs> the thing is, they like they put, they put your name yeah, on it. Just like uh, Natalia, this is this, <laughs> this is, is for, for you. you. <laughs> Be safe. Yeah, I would like, uh, like, I would like volunteer for the helmet. Like, dude, honestly, I'll just, I'll just do it. It's like I either wear the helmet or I get a concussion. Yeah, and it's like it was my own fault, so I couldn't be mad about it. <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> They're like, what happened? You're like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. It was an accident. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that had to be there. Um, I don't know. My best friend tells me that I walk with bumpers because I'm like really blind. So I kind of like, <laughs> I get, I didn't know this until like a couple of years into our friendship, and I was pretty pissed. <laughs> so I was like, dude. You never told me I walk with bumpers. Like, I have my hands out, like, a little bit. So I don't, like, run into people. 
<laughs> I just in the club. Yeah, because I can't see shit. <laughs> like I have to, I have to like walk with my flashlight. They're like, this girl's walking through all buff through the club. <laughs> yeah, and it's like actually my bumpers. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's dark in there, you know. <laughs> and crowded. crowded. Okay, so what's the craziest thing you've been offered? Craziest thing I've been offered. I mean. Obviously, the most obvious uh, drugs and sex. <laughs> like every, I think every night. Every day. No, not every night. I think like every other night, somebody would either ask me for drugs or offer me drugs or whatever. Which I mean, there's always a protocol. Gotta let them know that we don't do that and it's not allowed. And ask me again, I'll kick you out. Zero tolerance All policy. Zero tolerance. Gotta let them know. I think I used to take it more personal and be like, "Wow, dude! Like, why would you ask me? God, like." But at the same time... You're trying to get me fired? Yeah, are you trying to get me fired? <laughs> I guess I kind of had to take myself out of the situation and not take it so personal. Because I know people go to Vegas and they want to wild out. Whatever. Everybody has different forms of having fun and different forms of, you know, doing whatever. So I think, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people have a misconception that, you know, you can just go to the club and, like, the drugs fall out of the sky or something. Like, no, it's not how it works. Like, it's very... <laughs> Vegas is probably the most strict place to party because you can't do stuff like that like you can't there's no no funny stuff in the club yeah seriously yeah and like i think a lot of people have a misconception because they're like oh whatever happens in vegas stays in vegas and it's like dude on your own terms you can't you can't come into the club like that you know yeah we stay in vegas that's on your own time don't bring your (laughs) other city bullshit yeah freaking weirdos Right after a while, you just like, Ugh, whatever. Next day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just kind of learn to brush that off. I don't, I don't take too much personal unless like somebody's disrespectful toward me. Do I, like I'm not going to react. Usually, like if somebody's asking me for like some kind of drug, I'll just like let them know and then like brush it off. At the end of the day, like I still want them to have fun. I just kind of mm-hmm. have to be by the book to cover all of the bases. But it's like, I do want to still, you know, make sure they have fun. So, you know, they spend them more. So they tip me more. You know, it's like a whole, it's a whole part of. A I big guess. circle. Yeah. It's a circle of life. Circle it's the industry circle of exactly. life. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> That's where <laughs> I was going. Um, is it a hard place to like date? Or have you been in a relationship the whole time? Did you, did you find love in the club? Did you find love out of the club? What's the deal? Um, I I found love in the club for a little bit. It didn't didn't really work out for us, but like I don't I don't necessarily think it's like hard to date. Really? No, like I think in my opinion, either either you have a wandering eye or you don't. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, I I mean in the industry, there's hot people. Period. Everybody's hot. The waitresses the busers, you know, people are coming in from out of town. Everybody's just, there's hot people everywhere. So if you <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, if you can't control yourself or if you don't, if you don't have it in you to be, you know, a one, one man, woman or one woman, man, whatever, like, then it's, it's just as simple as, you know, being single, but yeah, some people, I mean, if, if you're gonna, if you're easily tempted, you know, the industry is definitely not somewhere you would want to be dating around in my opinion but i don't know i've seen some love in the club i've seen some people get married do you meet some cool people i'll say that but i don't know oh, for <laughs> i sure. don't know if i i personally would date anybody in the industry again again but yeah that's my take on that <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's all i got to and say that's about all it. i got to say about it did you do any rounds of auditions? Yeah, I've gone 
I've gone to auditions a couple times. They're tough. They're they're tough. It is crazy stuff. It's hard to uh, wrap it all up, like because the the whole experience is it's so much to take in between seeing all these pretty people and getting there five hours early, and then they ask you questions for ten seconds, and then hey, you got the job, or hey, you didn't. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's what I think is tough. Is like it's you know it's always who you know. Start there, and then it's like you know it's it's there's always crowds of people going to these interviews so it's hard to do something to stand out if you don't have um, a friend who you know is in the industry or whatever like you really have to like learn how to sell your personality i think i think that's something in a short period. yeah and it, it's quick it's like usually usually you're asked like three things about yourself and in that you know 30 seconds like you gotta make an impression on these people I don't know. I think at least with myself, I, I wish I was a little bit more relaxed going into the interviews. Cause I think I kind of psyched myself out for, for like a lot of them. Yeah. They put you in this waiting tank yeah. with everybody else for hours. And then they're like, Oh, let's see who's kept it together. Yeah. And there, I mean, I, I think I, um, I auditioned at Web Republic last, no, I think two years ago. And I remember it mm-hmm. was a whole day. I was waiting for like six hours. I mean, Ooh. it was insane. Like, it's definitely, it's definitely competitive. But that's the thing is like the money's that serious that it's that's why it's so com- competitive, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And especially um, for the waitresses, it's at certain venues they only hire a few people a year. Yeah. So you got, and on top of that, you got to know somebody. Yep. Which I do not. <laughs> not anymore, at least. Well, yeah. Wait, you worked at where? Oh, Lord. Let's see. I worked at the Palms and then Hakkasan and then Light and then Marquee and then Encore Beach Club and then Downtown Grand. The kid's been around. (laughs) Something light. Yeah, you know, just a little (laughs) razzle-dazzle. I uh, started at one end of the strip and went completely to the other side. Damn. Get your money. I'm still looking for green grass, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I was speaking to the previous guest about that, how come everybody bounces between venues. But it's because I don't feel like anybody feels their job is safe. Yeah. Even right now during this pandemic and during, you know, the whole quarantine thing, like how many people, you know, not just, you know, in the industry, but how many people in Las Vegas got laid off in the last couple of months? Like that's it's All so unfortunate because we have such a. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fun. Like we, these jobs, I'm so grateful for them because who can make this amount of money in, su- in such a short period, you know, and having fun. We're at a club. Like it's, it's not a bad job. So it should be yeah. 22, 23, 24. And it's just like superficial in a way. And it's like, I think it, a lot of places have proven like, hey, sorry, we, you know, we have your back to an extent. It doesn't matter how many years you put in. Like it's just, it's unfortunate, but I think for what it is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm cool right now. I kind of got over my little chaos hurt, but we're good. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about chaos. Let's talk about chaos. Pretend I'm not from Las Vegas. Walk me through what happened. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning. (laughs) Um, Right. I mean, so word, you know, word came about, about, you know, chaos, this new club. Actually, you know what? We didn't even know the name. I don't, I don't remember if it was, like, after auditions or something, but it was this mysterious club, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's called Palms Nightlife, I think. Yeah, and then, like, they revealed the name, and it was, like, a whole a whole thing. 
basically this club, there's a lot of money being, you know, invested in it and talent and the renovation and all kinds of stuff. We were the only venue on the strip that had um, Latin artists, which was huge because, I mean, that's nowhere, you know, that's unheard of on the strip, especially I think last year was a huge year for, you know, the Latin community or whatever when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. That was huge. I mean, the artists ranged from what Cardi B, Bad Bunny, we had um, YG, but I think like one of his shows got canceled from what I remember. Um, Like we just had huge names. It was supposed to be amazing. The venue was huge. There was, I mean, the whole Palms was renovated. So this was like supposed to be the year for the Palms. Like there was new art installed all over the Palms. Um, There was the Damien Hurst, the Damien Herbst, I don't think I'm saying his name right, but he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's a, a suite that he designed, huge, gorgeous suite that I think it was about, what, 100K to rent per night? D- what? Yeah, 100K, and it was, like, a two-night minimum. I mean, like, it was, like, baller shit, okay? Like, the, everything, yeah. all the ideas that were put into the palms were supposed to be, you know, groundbreaking and, like, you know, new and all that. So, basically, everybody who applied at chaos kind of was sold on this dream of like oh my god we're gonna have these huge artists we're gonna you know freaking break the strip like you know we it was it was huge like a lot of people that went that left their jobs to apply to chaos and like start there or whatever you know we kind of burned a lot of bridges because obviously that's competition to every other club on the strip yeah but yeah i mean it was fun like it was it was so fun it was a huge experience like i'll I'll say that Obviously, like it didn't last very long. It was about what eight months. That yeah. What happened? What did they let? What did they tell you guys? Um. See, I think to this day it's still kind of up in the air. Obviously, we've heard thousands of rumors about the place. From what I understood, there was some like shady stuff going on behind the scenes. I don't know who's to blame. I don't know why. Um, mm, but of was, course, there's shady stuff. Yeah, I mean, and which at least we're just employees. I guess we didn't really see what was what the problem was because i mean we would sell out we it wasn't like it wasn't like it was hard to keep the lights on chaos was fun it was busy like we were we were popping during the summer so i didn't really understand how or why we were having money problems is what i kept hearing mm-hmm. um but basically they decided to shut down for six weeks to um to build this like dome over the pool and i think we got like not even a week's notice of that so it was kind of you know kind of shitty because we were just told, like, hey, you guys aren't going to work for six weeks. And this was right before <laughs> the slow season. Like, oh. it was right before. So, I mean, anybody who knows, like, you got to get your money while you can because slow season will kick your ass. Um, You're broke, broke. Yeah, like, broke, broke. So, we we had our, what, like, I think day or two notice that we were going to close for six weeks and reopen um, and debut this, you know, the Demon Dome is what it was called. Like, this dome that was built over half of the pool. Like so, we These names have- are terrible. Dude, I know. Well, I mean, we had that, uh, the this like demon statue. Is <laughs> I know that sounds a little aggressive, but serious. But a statue of a demon in the middle of the pool. I think he's like dancing or something with his. I don't know what he's doing, but this big. The big naked dude. Yeah, the big naked dude. He's a demon. I mean, his it's like the name, his name or something. The his like the demon. Demon day. De- oh, okay. So Damien Herbs, that that dude. Sorry, that dude. That was like <laughs> butchering. We're we're butchering his name. We'll I, figure it out. <laughs> Damien Herbst, I think is his name. He's the artist that basically, he has all kinds of art all over the palms. He, oh, wow. Yeah, so that's that's why they called the dome 
the demon dome because he or that they built this you know this dome on that side of the pool where the big demon statue was oh yeah yeah we were set to open up um open back up halloween weekend which we all know is the last day of the full season yeah it's the last you know weekend or celebration of you know the year i mean it was it was fun i think we had like cardi b that weekend i'm pretty sure we had marshmallow so we we made our money whatever and i found out on the news (laughs) that i didn't have a job anymore damn so like it was i mean it was pretty shitty i think i mean it was a shock to everybody like it wasn't it was a shock to my managers it was a shock to i think just like whoever was involved with the money they you know did their meeting and they kind of backed out or i don't know what happened honestly but all i know is that you know i didn't have a job (laughs) so (laughs) i was done all i knew was i wasn't gonna work there no more i mean it was unfortunate but like i'm i'm grateful because i was a little bit better off than i well i mean i had just got another job that's when I I moved to LA and I conveniently got another job at this bar over here so I I mean I didn't even know that I was saving my own butt you know but like it was definitely like really bad timing it was right before slow season but yeah I mean chaos was it was fun (laughs) it was just very chaotic you know aptly named I hear dude I mean I think I think they named themselves chaos like just in case you know like hey just in case we said chaos (laughs) we're out of here we're out of here I don't know. Kind of takes you through everything there is in Vegas all in one summer. Yeah, definitely. I think I I took it way more personal than like any other job, I feel like, because opening a venue is rough. I had never opened a venue before. Yes, it is. I opened Hakkasan. Yeah, like it's tough. There's no reward for just kind of rolling with the punches. You know, they. No. Like, I mean, I remember they extended our probation. Like, what? Yeah, they extended the probation because they. What's probation? Uh, probation for people listening uh so when you first get hired or whatever like you have is it is some places it's different usually it's three months uh yeah 90 days yeah you get your 90 days of um basically a, a trial so you don't need a reason to be fired or you don't need a reason to leave if you don't feel like it's a a good fit for you send our probation i think to to five months or something something what <laughs> and i remember like when when it was coming up, like we were all a little bit more comfortable, you know, when you're like, you know, you're just kind of getting, getting the rhythm. And then it's like, boom, just kidding. We're extending it because we're unsure of, I don't know what. So it was just kind of like, I think I felt, kind Whoa. Of, yeah. Like I, I felt like a little bit like, dude, I am trying my best. <laughs> you guys are giving us new rules every day. There's always a new protocol. Um, I just wasn't used to it cause I had never opened a venue. To add to your story, that that place was opened by Station Casinos, which hasn't opened any clubs before. Yeah. So that probably wasn't the smartest move. They backed out of a deal with Tau Group because mm-hmm. uh, Chaos was supposed, or whatever the the venue was supposed to be called, was supposed to be a Tau property. Mm-hmm. And I believe that they wanted, they expected the the owners of Tau Group to forego the rest of their venues and put all of their efforts into this. Yeah. But they already have Tau. They already have Marquee. And I'm pretty sure they're redoing Tau Beach. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, but who knows what the fuck is going to happen now? Yeah, like now especially everything's kind of like on standby. (laughs) Yeah, I mean this season, right, summer's on a clock. (laughs) Yeah. So we are wasting precious hours. Precious money. (laughs) People want to party. Yep. It'll be interesting to see when people come out of this if they flock to Vegas or if it's kind of like a slow build up. 
I mean, it's unfortunate to say, but I feel like that's super dangerous. Like, considering, I mean, I have my thoughts about this whole quarantine thing. Mm. And, uh, like, you know, all the, just a lot of stuff that we don't know. And a lot of lies and fear that's just, like, fed through the media or whatever. But, like, hypothetically, I wouldn't want to go to the club. And, like, I don't know, it's, it's, like, it's hard to want to go be in a crowd. (laughs) I want to see my friends, but I don't want to see my friends and everybody else. Yeah, that's what I mean. I want, just want to see my people. I I really miss the people I'm close with. And man, I haven't even been back to Vegas in like a month at least. Damn. I mean, there's not much going on right now, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's still I want to see all my people, lady, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining the podcast and telling me all that stuff. I didn't know all that about you. Yeah, you know, I'm a bag of tricks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate you for having me. All right, girl. All right, bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by absolutely no one. So do me a favor and share it. Would you be so kind? Thanks. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Peace.